0: Hello and welcome back to Praxis Cast. I'm David. I am here tonight with Rob. Hello, James. Hello, and Jamie. Hello.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it has taken many attempts to get this far in the recording.
2: <laughs> yes, we are all dying from the heat and suffering heat-induced madness. So uh, yes,
0: yeah. Um, a painfully also, fitting. Um, yeah. a, a painfully fitting situation to find ourselves in, considering that we're going to be talking this week about climate disaster movies and probably two other films that James, <laughs> James watched. <laughs> or, right, like I'm the only one that watched films that weren't about climate disaster.
1: <laughs> who's gonna listen. Who's gonna talk about fucking volcano? Now,
2: listen arguably, here. that's
0: climate. It's right. geology's climate.
2: What? Yeah. Well, like, I have I have a whole spiel about how Twister, uh, Volcano, and Dante's Peak all classify as climate disaster films, and this is you know I, I will die on this mountain when it explodes yeah. beneath my feet, and the sky descends to suck me up.
0: Clearly, um, no, this is absolutely just an excuse for you to finally go off on one properly about volcanoes, isn't it? Because is you've just, still not yourself the Jurassic Park again. episode. Yeah, yeah it's going to be. I mean, going to be a
2: fight about that fucking truck driving through the lava again, isn't
0: it? I mean, <laughs>
1: m-
2: much much like an actual active volcano, periodically I just have to explode about it. It's just how
0: it works. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, well, <laughs> Welcome why don't to we
3: press is cast after dark?
0: No. No. <laughs> no, we that no shit. We're not, not doing, doing this. Doing the
2: only fans. <laughs> But <laughs> I, will, uh, I will say, for but why, the, why not? We're, we're all so randy benefit. about magma. Fucking <laughs> 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 uh, nice. What can I Fine. say? I'm just I'm just getting hot and bothered for that crust. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> also, it's worth pointing out to our listener, Rob is absolutely fucking hammered on tequila right now, so strap I'm in. I'm not that hammered yet, but I will get
0: there. <laughs> no, but <laughs> by the end of the episode, <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, you will be. Right, okay Absolute then James. You you've sounded like the you'd just pistol. been pulled over there,
1: like I'm not that, 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 that hammered <laughs> yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's the laugh of a
0: sober man. Yeah. Right, James, you've fucking started us off then with what you've watched, so why don't you talk about volcanoes and be angry?
2: I mean, okay, all jokes aside, um, my actual point, I actually did have a real thing here, which is that the through-thread of disaster films and the through-thread of climate disaster films is actually all about social relations, genuinely. Like, it's not really about the disaster, it's about the human response to the disaster, right? In the same way, I'd say that like Deep Impact and the rest of them totally qualify. Because they're not really about forthcoming climate disaster. They're about the atomization of society and how we can't respond to things as a society. It's not allowed. It's not It's not assumed from us. Um, and it doesn't matter what the film is. They all have the same formula, which is, yes, it follows an individual as they are scrambling around trying to survive in the aftermath of a thing, but they never show social cooperation. They never really properly show uh, a coherent unit is all you know of people all working together is always about just society disintegrating but what, at but, the slightest provocation but,
3: but what about like all the move the fire movie specifically about like uh firefighters and and forest firefighters in particular there's all like yeah, that's all social units fighting fire
2: Yeah, but the focus is always on the civic breakdown, isn't it? Like, there'll be people trying to hold society together in one way or another, and that's what that's really a proxy for. But on the individual level, the drama, the pathos of the films are always driven by the individual surviving in the breakdown of society. And the thing is, and the reason I kind of introduced this, and why I wanted to kick us off a little bit with it, I guess, since David's told me to kick us off, is that in reality, that's not how humans respond in crisis scenarios. It's really not. All the stereotypes about mass panic um, aren't really a thing. People don't like society doesn't break down into cats and dogs unless it's you know. At KFC its terminal. running out of chicken. Yeah, right. It's 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 when it reaches its kind of terminal state of a decline of status conditions, but society kind of enters those kind of things, like the whole uh, <laughs> Rick and Morty, Szechuan sauce bullshit with McDonald's, you know, that happened uh, uh, a couple of years ago now. Like, that whole thing kicked off because a bunch of people with basically no status were promised a thing, a bomb, and then they discovered they weren't even getting that, and so they kicked off about it. In actual disaster scenarios... It's for people who rule society that have panics, For people who are well-placed in society that have panics. Elite panic is an actual thing. And to kind of prove this, to kind of illustrate it, I'd like to talk to you about the 1906 San Francisco earthquake, which is fairly well documented and is the last kind of major disaster where there's been a lot of kind of that enough time has passed, enough scholarship has taken place that we actually have a pretty good view of how social conditions unfolded on the ground. Because all the elites who panicked are all fucking dead, and thus you know there's there's less of a, a resistance to stuff coming out about it. So like g- genuinely, like whenever you have a natural disaster of some kind, and this includes climate disaster, um, the the governing fact is that people actually work together and self organize in survival situations. They just they just solve shit. They just help each other out. Your average human being's response to seeing something going horribly tits up for someone is to try and help when it's in a major way like this. Um, And that's what happened in San Francisco. In 1906, the entire place basically fell apart. The elites all panicked and desperately tried to leave the city before it descended into chaos and arranged to send in the army to try and restore order. Well, meanwhile, the people on the ground were... Um, building food kitchens in the park and organising dig crews of the rubble and just just sorting shit out themselves, just dealing with the problem. See your and theory
1: that the uh, the average person reacts like well in a crisis reminds me of that during the uh, the Indian Ocean tsunami, mm-hmm. BBC News was soliciting like survivors to to text in their stories and they read oh, out yeah. a text from. They read out a text from one English guy on holiday who'd seen the tsunami coming from his hotel window and hid in the cupboard. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it's the aftermath right it's the aftermath it's 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 in the actual pulling together and clean cleanup and the way it works is the people who are higher up in status they're the ones who are like oh my god my good thing has just been like the boat has been rocked because they are coasting by on their position in society rather than their relations and ability to relate to others on an actual practical you know like both functional and human level there is the average person who's in the street doesn't have that. They actually have some semblance of connection to others, and it's like you know, it's the same thing that when you see like there's been a car crash, people will just swing into action to try and help, basically, um until the emergency services show up. Like it's a it's a very common thing, and that's because that's the common impulse. The thing that really defines disasters as they strike human beings is that we cooperate, we try and survive them, and it used to feature into our entire way of speaking. Do you know that? Um, Speaking of the 1906 San Francisco earthquake, it, used, it was called an evil earthquake at the time. Because evil used to not just be about moral agency, but it was about the hazards of the world as well. It was about anything which was inimical to human life and human society more broadly. And, it, you know, it was kind of recognised that in the face of evil, people were pulled together. Not really so much a thing anymore, because there's been a huge effort ever since the kind of Reagan revolution to atomize society and to make people think you are on your own and to try and repress this instinct, to make people fear disorder. Because here's the thing, if there ever is a big upheaval, people very quickly learn, hang on a minute, the government's fucking useless, the elites are all panicking, and we ones actually sorting things. Not ideal if you want to stay on top, right? And so, taking this broad theory that I've just kind of slammed in, if you then look at these disaster films, they all follow the same sort of pattern. It's always shit kicks off, things immediately go to hell, no one ever actually comes together, in fact, they are fighting... To escape or to get resources or to get ahead of each other and they're not really stopping to help so much. The only units that can be depended upon are close friends and family and that's pretty much it. And yet the reverse is actually true. In real disaster scenarios, people help each other. Yeah, and but what
3: I learned from watching that shite um, movie with Ewan McGregor about how white people were the real victims of the 2012 tsunami um, oh God. is that it's only white people who help each other and white people who are good
2: basically like i mean the thing this is a propaganda value of it and i put to you this is my thesis and we'll see how this bears out as you guys talk about the actual other climate films i mean to say that but we're basically
1: front-loading all of the professionalism here before i start talking about two films about daleks that
2: i watched and rob just gets <laughs> drunk <laughs> kind of. i mean we are let's be real but at the same time genuinely right um i think they want to get people to fear coming climate breakdown as much as possible and particularly cast it into a oh, look, our society is going to be hanging on by a thread and people aren't going well, to organise. Well, hold that thought. As a pretext of saying, and that's why we can't let all the brown people in. Mm. Yeah. That, that's that's well, what I mean. I'm, I'm not
3: so much suggesting that, you know, that we should have put up the fences and stuff. I'm just saying that, you know, the oh, last yeah, no, couple no, it's of weeks, that of anyway. as a demonstration, yeah. they'll just be that way everywhere for everybody all the time. You know, like, it, it, it's... I mean, you guys... When sweltering in
0: Patel deport the heat. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, but I mean, like, you guys have been sweltering in the heat, whereas here it's rained for two weeks non-stop, and, like, the rain flooded in all areas, and, like, shit's gone really fucky in different ways. So, like, it doesn't really matter. Like, it'll just be... We'll just all get fucked just slightly different. I mean, Jamie, you were just sharing that clip of the drowned subway cars in China. Like, what the fuck, mate? I mean... You
2: know. I mean, I saw that video on Twitter of that um, German house just floating down the street.
3: Yeah. The whole fucking
2: house, like, you know, 2 and a bit stories, just floating along, bobbing towards the bridge where the person's filming it from. And, uh, like, you can't... You know, what, what really incenses me is you see on Twitter, you see all the fucking reply guys pile in going, oh, well, historic floods have happened before, and it's like, not here, not like this. And they're all posting pictures, supposedly from Germany, and people like um that's that's Belgian, and that's Austrian, and like just pointing to the signs in the background to show that, no, actually, this is not common for this area of Germany in this way. This is completely new. And uh, just, people can't help themselves. And I'm on- honestly genuinely convinced that some of them are fucking bots, to be honest. I, I actually think there's like a-, a climate denial op. Oh, yeah, for the a <laughs>
0: All
2: right, fine. Rye,
3: rye and gently down the
0: street. <laughs> Oh. What's
2: what's the German word for house? House just House H. H. <laughs> Okay, fine. What's oh. the swamp German word for house? House. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just <a laughs> <scene, laughs> the same one that an accent everywhere.
3: <laughs> 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 oh uh, fucking hell. comes from the um, old Middle German hus meaning cover. There you go there you go see there you go and you thought we were going to talk shit about movies it's it's language linguistics language yeah yeah it's language (laughs) season (laughs) no he's
2: he's, give him a break he's still in swamp german pronunciation mode
0: that's why it's not the Kentucky meal
3: it's not that easy
0: (laughs) right okay so you've you've made your point there about like (laughs) right you've made your point now you've made your point about language season (laughs) (laughs) you've made your point about like the atomization and stuff but like what about the actual films you watch because there's lava to be angry at do you want to get angry at the lava
2: it's too hot to get angry at lava man like that's genuinely how I feel right now you know if a fucking volcano opened in my fucking neighbourhood right now I'm genuinely not sure I could tell the fucking difference like we're at the point where the air's going to be on fire in another like 20 years so who the fuck cares anymore <sighs> Isn't, isn't
3: uh, Arthur Seat originally a plug
0: of an old volcano? Like, it is possible he could have new ones. Uh, yes, but I'm pretty sure that's totally extinct. Uh,
2: yeah, no, it's, it's well and truly dead. We're nowhere near a fault line on it. It's another la- yeah. lazy, feckless volcano refusing to get off its yep. ass
3: and find new magma.
2: I mean, there's, yeah. there's a reason there's a fucking royal castle right next to it, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Are you
3: suggesting the presence of a non-svolcano?
2: So, well, I wasn't, but you've intrigued me. Let's, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> non-svolcano? How does... I, I mean, that puts a whole new dangerous spin on virgin sacrifices being thrown in a volcano, but let's not go there, <laughs> alright?
0: Let, let's not. Um, right, okay. Um... I suppose I'll talk about what I watched then. So I, I watched I watched a couple of films in prep for this. I watched them um, The Day After Tomorrow, which that's a like great sh- film. It <clears throat> is fucking shit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, literally, it, literally all I remember about that is the 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 CGI wolves look like fucking Ardman animation did them. Yes. And um <laughs> and Bilbo Bilbo Baggins has to look up the freezing point of jet fuel. Yeah, yes. no, it is.
2: It is a laugh a minute that <laughs> film. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Just from oh yeah, how I was shit. I was, it is. I was pissing myself. Off. I have not Ray, seen that. See see so you have to Ray.
3: explain this to me.
1: Basically, basically, Kraken wolves grommet. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I, oh. I, is this the thing um, with with Chris Pratt and somebody else? No, oh no,
0: no, that's that's the Tomorrow War. I oh, will okay. be talking about this also. Um, no, uh, so the day after tomorrow is
3: oh, that's that 2012 thing where the Earth rotation change and there's no, that's 2012. No, that's 2012, oh, which sake. I also watched. Um, Swing and a so the miss after... there, Rob.
0: The <laughs> day after tomorrow I mean... was a film from 2004, so like I'm willing to possibly call this like the original climate change disaster film because I can't think of any I can't think of a global climate change film that happened before this Uh, Um, Doctor Who and the Daleks from 1966 Jesus fucking
1: Christ (laughs) (laughs) They go to Scarrow, the planet of the Daleks where the climate has been irreparably damaged by neutrino bombs in an ancient war
2: Oh, Do you know, God. I was genuinely, I was going to bust out that old phrase, could you unpack that for us, but I didn't even have to, I've got you trained at this point, point. and just immediately <laughs> went off and explained how Doctor Who is indeed, is connected to climate disaster films, and I'm here for it, I love it, it's absolutely great. You're saying that our future is all to become Daleks, basically. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. David's Sweet. ahead of the curve then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think
1: the Daleks in their like sort of like futuristic city where they all live in little armored cars <laughs> that they drive around on the metal floor. They, that's like yep. that's a metaphor for the West, so, and so, all the all the classically I, trained mm. British thespians in silver face paint in the petrified forest outside is the rest of the world. <laughs> <laughs> so, are
3: you saying that all the Arkado oh. warehouses are actually full of Daleks? That look-
2: sure, why not? <laughs> And what I want to know, right? And the thing that really clinches this for me is: do the Dalek like suit things? Do they actually have air conditioning in them? Because I could be convinced at this point.
1: I, I mean, I, I assume so. The, uh, the main thing they talk about in the film is radiation. You see, the, the, like the fucking Dave's lot in the th- in the forest. They have radiation drugs, but the Daleks like don't have that, <laughs> and so they have to drive around in tiny cars. <laughs> <laughs> This was your climate change film, yeah, 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 yeah. That and that and and, and the follow-up, Doctor Who and Daleks Invasion Earth twenty one fifty A D. That one's that one. I will say that one is much saucier. The Daleks invade Earth in saucers, which is a, a good pun. I now realise, but also they capture a bunch of people. Put them in a machine that I assume forces them to watch City Hypno, and then they come out. They come out dressed in like PVC jumpsuits, wielding a whip. It's it's incredibly right? spicy for
0: 1967. I will say that. Like. <laughs> okay. And again, this this was your other disaster film. Yeah, because they drop. Yeah, they, they,
1: their, their plan is to drop a giant bomb down to the Earth's core and, like, Uh explode the Earth's magnetic core out of the other side of the planet and into the sun so that they can then, I shit you not, fly the planet like a spaceship back to their home planet (laughs) (laughs) and use it as an extension or something. (laughs) Bernard Cribbins foils their plan by, like, (laughs) redirecting the bomb into the point on the Earth where the the North and South Poles magnetically meet, which is in Bedfordshire for some reason. And um, turns the center of the Earth into a giant magnet that sucks all of the Daleks down the mine shaft and crushes them. But only specifically the Daleks and none
3: of the Earth's other metallic structures.
1: No, just the Daleks. It's a very like. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't know how that works. You'll have to ask the insane clown posse.
2: <laughs> the racism magnet has struck.
0: Oh, fucking hell! Oh.
2: I mean this maintains my thesis but these climate films aren't really about climate <laughs> They're right? not climate yeah. films?
1: <laughs> yeah they I are. Don't know. The Daleks main weapon is basically a carbon dioxide fire extinguisher <laughs> so you know. <laughs> <laughs> they just spray that shit at things and it explodes because it's like global warming you know.
3: But isn't this a thing um, that people have been sort of been catastrophizing about for a while. That that the
1: Earth's magnetic the Daleks th- will blow up the Earth's magnetic core. Yeah, since nineteen
3: sixty seven. I think they since then
2: they've been more worried about sissy
3: <laughs> hypno movies I'm quite others.
2: <laughs> nah, I mean contrary to popular belief, sissy hypno movies are not uh, like you know dire threat to the future of the human race at this point. Now, I
1: maintain that if that, was, if that was literally all the Daleks were doing, they could just make do with volunteers, probably. I, I yeah, no, the, no, like the up the Earth's no, core no, no, firing um, it um, into uh, the sun that but the, people object to. The,
3: the, the core in 2003 is about the, the flip of the uh, uh, Earth's magnetic core.
1: Yes. So, yes. are there any Daleks in that? Uh, no. No. No, then I well, won't. No, there is, to, is, is, this, is a lot of
0: people wait, wait, inside a big up. transport device, though. So technically,
2: which is yeah, yeah. Can I just can I just check for right? Is the core set before or after the bomb that sucked all the Dalek into the Earth's core? Because that would surely answer the question definitively if we're in the same. I think it's universe.
3: probably after because <laughs> they need to make, they need to make use of a material literally called unobtainium. That so they what, can what, travel. What year yeah, yeah, did you
1: say this came out? Two thousand and four. Two thousand and three. Well,
0: it's not nineteen sixty-seven, is it?
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but you see, like Doctor Who's a time traveller, so the film actually takes place in twenty-one fifty A.D. <laughs>
0: ah,
2: ah, right? Okay. Right. So no Daleks in the center of the Earth yet. Cool.
3: So wait. So are the Daleks there now? No, not yet. No, it's not no, twenty-one fifty tw- yet. Yeah, it's twenty twenty-one, Rob. <laughs> Time travel is really just the laziest of plot devices. It's what destroyed heroes, if I'm honest. With you. <laughs> You're going to love the Tomorrow War.
1: <laughs> okay, so the um the the Wikipedia, the Wikipedia page for the core doesn't specify what year the film was set. So ah, the plot thickens. Yes, yeah. it does.
3: It, say, it says uh, release date 2003.
1: No, when it was set.
3: Oh, okay. Well, it just set somewhere in the <laughs> modern era. This is Should like we...
1: this is like trying to explain cinema to my mother. You know what I mean? Sat watching Criminal Minds. Go, well, there's a lot of strange people in America.
2: <laughs> <laughs> do they uh, do they have flip phones in the core? Not in the core, core, but in the film.
3: I don't know, but that's a good question because that's always the they always use the razor. I used to have that. That was a good phone. That was very satisfying to hang up on people with by snapping your phone shut. I miss the razor. I've watched a lot of movies in preparation for this recording. If you can it.
1: So Jamie Daleks, right? <laughs> yeah, as far as I'm aware the Daleks do not have flip phones. I um, mean they
2: might do inside, right? I well, could
1: maybe. Well, I I wouldn't I, I don't think so though because they use like a, a genuinely use a big
2: microphone to tell the robot men that have been sissy hypnoed what to do. <laughs> yeah, probably you wouldn't get very good okay. signal inside a Daleks either. I mean maybe? Surely part of it's an antenna. I mean, probably, yeah. Uh,
1: I, ju- I just like that there's there's two distinct arm types on them. There's the sink plunger, and then there's mm. the grabby bit off a teddy picker. <laughs> and neither of those seem like they would be a useful device for, like, operating machinery. And yet you see them, like, ineffectually pawn at, like, like genuine sort of, like, valve wheels and stuff on their <laughs> spaceship. It's like, wouldn't you think you would come up with a, a sort of, like, interface that works better for your, like, weird arms? <laughs>
0: Like the a sink, it provides.
1: They've just got to like. TV. Do you know what I mean? There's a sink, and they have to unclog it to fire the, to fire up the engines. <laughs> I mean, they do have a better interface, right? It's people who can sissy hypnode, Clearly, <laughs> I don't think they, I, I don't think they trust them. They they just like hang around, and when they put them on the spaceship, they hang around in the canteen and eat uh, like licorice all sorts. And... <laughs> 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 okay. Okay. <laughs> This is I mean this is just total horseshit, but it's gonna be going fucking gangbusters with like Doctor Who people.
2: Except <laughs> Right, actual genuine question, genuine interest. Which of the two doctors in the films?
1: It's it's technically it's technically none of them because it's um it's doctor like spelt D-R rather than Doctor. So he's not it's not canon. Um which is why everyone everyone's gonna write in and complain when I say that Peter Cushing <laughs> is the best doctor.
2: Oh, right. So is this for is this for Doctor Who that it was like off license or something and there was a rights dispute about? Because I genuinely have heard about this from it's, someone. They, they, who's they got made far too they, much time it, on their hands. They made like uh, they made when they decided
1: to make feature films. They decided to chase, so he's not he's not a time lord or anything. He's just an inventor from London, and he like flies around with his granddaughter. <laughs> what he just getting in like getting in wacky space adventures. <laughs>
0: Anyway, this, uh, yeah,
3: wow, <laughs> this is feeling all very, <laughs> very powerful today, Jesus
0: Christ. <laughs> uh. No, right, okay, so Day After Tomorrow is a film where we go over the cusp of um, carbon emissions and too much ice melts, and then we get plunged like immediately into a new ice age. Because that's, very that's what would happen if all the ice melted. Um, Possibly, depends on a series of factors. But if the planet gets happen. too hot, Ice Age. W-
1: that's <clears throat> you know I've i I've only just realised I should have watched fucking Ice Age. Oh, <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm fucking I'm shitting this up with Daleks, and I could have been talking about like that fucking rat thing, oh, scrap. Of
4: fucking <laughs> the, the, or something. Whatever goes yeah. on in that. Yeah.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah. So you, know a a a, you know what else? You know what else is a
1: climate apocalypse film? The Land Before Time.
2: <laughs> Checks out. One hundred percent. Can't dispute it. Absolutely, I fucking hate the land before time. Ah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, you got no heart, Jamie. Fuck go, it. Go it's off. the
1: way the fucking it's the way the dinosaurs talk. It, it, it's just such a fucking like. It's such a bad writer's sort of like. Well, it's like oh, they talk like they haven't just developed society. So they say they, instead of saying oh, the sun until like two days time, they say until the the great ball of fire crosses the sky twice. And it's like so you haven't named the sun, but you've got word. You've got a word for fire somehow. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And like comparative <laughs> sizes and counting. <laughs> it's Just just fuck off. Do you know what I mean? Make it believable. I don't. I don't. I
2: don't bother. Are you the sort of person who looks at like Watership Down and goes, "Nah, not plausible." Um, I
1: don't know. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. So, <laughs> no.
0: yes, but not for the reasons that you expect. It's as not. I'm, I'm, I'm not.
1: I'm not having. I'm not having a go at it because like all oh, the dinosaurs talk or whatever. I'm, to, I'm. I'm. having a go at it because they talk in like such a shitty. Like we wanted to try and imply something clever in a science fiction. ooh, they wouldn't have human language kind of way, but we couldn't be arsed, so we just like made them use too many words that they wouldn't have to in place of a
2: word that they apparently <laughs> don't have. Do you know what I mean? It's like, You know, Jamie, for someone who's a master of Becky and alienation, you're not really very respectful of it when you see it in action. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> so is a and
0: song I, song I want you to, to stop saying it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Can I now talk about actual climate change disaster? Okay. What do you reckon? Let's see. I don't
2: think so. Oh,
1: uh... <laughs> So 2012, right? What's the climate Oh, no, not 2012. There? It's the We're fucking not doing 2012. neutrinos, We're doing... isn't it? It's the uh, neutrinos that, yeah, that one like is. in the bombs that the Daleks used <laughs> on their home planet. It fucking checks out. Same universe, I'm telling yeah. you. There you go. Does Does John Cusack fuck up any Daleks in 2012? oh i wish he did no oh
2: how good a movie would that be actually it would be fucking great wouldn't it that would be fantastic i would pay like i'd go to the cinema and pay for the shitty overpriced popcorn and all the rest of it post-pandemic like for the chance to see that that'd be ace That'd do you know do
1: you know the one thing the one thing that genuinely struck me about watching those two doctor who films from the 60s (laughs) you remember when films had sets yeah
2: yeah right yeah. Like they actually took the time to build a set. Yeah, that's yeah. just not a thing anymore because like they so... shoot on location the... or they just do fucking green screen. But that was the
3: whole draw of that fucking, um, the, the last Star Wars trilogy, wasn't it? That they actually built like little interiors and shit again.
1: I thought that the draw of the last Star Wars trilogy was like watching Jabrams, Jabrams, Abrams, Abrams, Abrams trying to write himself into the world's biggest fucking corner over <laughs> and over again. <laughs> Oh, Oh, what's that? A a main character has died. Oh no, they've come back to life six times that happens. Do you know what I mean? To different characters. It's just, it's class, incredible writing. What they should do is they should let that guy direct every major feature film for about 15 years. See how that goes. (laughs) Just want to kill off the industry at this point, don't you, Jamie? Yeah. Yeah bring back sets, bring back just doing some Star Trek shit on a soundstage with a bunch of cardboard trees
2: and people in silver face paint. (laughs) So I am on a whim, because I saw this on Twitter, someone posted stills from the Mario Brothers film, right? You remember that one? Oh, yeah. Um, Which you could maybe argue is a climate disaster film because the dinosaurs are... Anyway, right. So, like, looking at it, it... um. It looks fucking good today and I remember at the time it looked dog shit compared to all the other higher budget stuffs. but just because it's all actual real sets and real prosthetic costumes <laughs> and all that shit it's got this kind of physicality to it that just makes it look good in comparison to all the shit we're doing with. It's an absolute shite movie and I wouldn't really recommend it but just from a visual perspective it's like it is a feast for the eyes. So I'm would like you say that it
0: looks it. a lot better than the wolves in The Day After Tomorrow?
2: I'd probably like
0: Aye.
1: Oh Who is it who is it gets menaced by the wolves in that? Is it Donnie Dargo?
3: <laughs> yes. Oh, it is the day after tomorrow, you mean, or
0: Yeah, day after tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 The film I've been trying to talk about with the last 15 minutes,
3: yeah. i <laughs> oh, we thought we were talking about twenty twelve now.
0: No, not yet, not yet, no, because I haven't gone <laughs> over that because um I somehow like convince myself that something happened in the day after tomorrow which was incredibly based and it actually doesn't. I thought they um, I thought they killed the Queen in it.
3: What? No, that yeah.
0: yeah no they don't. No, no they don't no they,
3: they don't that's a that's a sucker punch. It's, it doesn't happen. It's really disappointing. It's it's a fucker.
0: So like the, the temperature's changing to like below the freezing point of like petrol. Jet
1: of jet fuel, yeah.
0: Yeah. Billboard Baggins
1: um, has to have a phone call about this. I I distinctly remember that moment for some reason. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's like obviously like dumb bullshit, but whatever. Um, So, there's a bunch of scenes of it happening and people just like kind of freezing because they're stuck outside in a matter of seconds. And there's like three helicopters that the RAF sending to Balmoral to evacuate the Queen. And then they all start freezing in mid Wait, But where's she supposed to
3: be evacuated to? What, like somewhere where the flash freezes or something? South, just generally oh, south. Oh generally south. Alright. So London.
0: Probably. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe maybe
3: um, it's in the Kent Autonomous Zone.
0: I mean I I doubt it because like at the end of the film it shows you like a satellite image of the earth and it's like everything right down to fucking least just fully frozen, so <laughs> She's probably she probably does die in it, but they just never acknowledge it whereas they get so close to doing it and it really fucking annoys me. Um unlike in 2012 where you actually get to see the Queen definitely survive it which is even more fucking annoying
1: yeah don't they build like
0: giant arcs in that yeah oh my god it's the fucking dumbest film and it's also by Roland Emmerich the same guy that did fucking Day After Tomorrow Um, and it's just absolutely fucking tear the wheels off just fucking bullshit although it does do a couple of fun little like conspiracy nods Right. So, like, the, there's a secret project in that to, like, build these arcs, and it's like a billion dollars or a billion euros for a fucking ticket on them for when the world ends. And then. Um, <laughs> what? How? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right. How so? It? Someone figures out the world's going to end because neutrinos, right? Like yeah. the things in the Dalek, <laughs> what's it? Yeah, are yeah. Cooking the Earth's core. So. How?
2: How would it... Right, sorry, hang on. No, it wouldn't, it wouldn't.
0: It literally wouldn't. Neutrinos are non-reactive subatomic particles. It, it would yeah, not do this. Yeah, but they mutate... This yes, they, they mutate because the sun does a thing, so they predict <laughs> when it's going to happen. you can't
2: get neutrinos of a different, never mind, right? No, I'm not, not going to get mad about neutrinos says says on this episode. That the,
1: a scientist says it, quite clearly says at the start of the film <laughs> the neutrinos, they're
2: mutating. <laughs>
1: yes.
2: That's not how fundamental particles work. That's not it yes. at all.
0: Yes, James, <clears throat> James, life finds a way. You need to remember that. <laughs> Listen, yeah. th- this film, that is not the dumbest part of this film by far. <laughs> Um, I'm strapping in. So they build these, like, arcs in China because, I don't know, that's obviously some sort of really, like, shitty odd that the only place that you could ever get the kind of manpower to build something like that and do it effectively would be in China, which is a pretty big cell phone on the part of American film producers there, but okay. Then, basically, someone figures this out. Um, In fact, it's Woody Harrelson. Uh, a conspiracy guy who lives in Yellowstone Screaming into a radio um, <laughs> Much, you know, Nothing like us whatsoever But Did
1: you know his dad was a professional hitman? Yeah, I, I
0: did yes. Did I bring I that up last week? Yeah, you brought, brought up it up before, before yeah. That's
2: how I know it
1: oh ah, well, there you <laughs> go just a fun fact. I'm going to mention that every time someone brings up Woody Harrelson for the rest of my life. To be honest, yeah, with. You, have
2: to, you have to wonder if when he was a dating man, if that was how it went. It was like, oh, hello, uh, nice to meet. You. Ah, yeah. So, uh, tell me a fun icebreaking fact about you. Well, my dad used to be a contract killer. Really? Yeah, that's his. That's like,
1: his. Uh, that's his fucking profile on like, grinder or something. Is it my dad <laughs> shot JFK? <laughs> did you just say? Did you just say Woody Harrelson's gay? Did I well, which one? Which one's the the one for everyone? Tinder, Tinder, Grinder Grind- right? is uh, is gay men. Do you know? I like I like I fucking have any experience with dating apps. Do you know what I mean? Quarter of a century, I've been happily married. <laughs>
2: <laughs> happily is doing a lot of lifting there, Jamie. But fair. So, married to be fair.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, so uh, yeah the 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 else gonna cook and like there's these arts being built. And like, it just it likes to play with this a little bit with conspiracy stuff. So there's a the guy that runs the Louvre, um, the right. Mona Lisa and other shit is like, taken away and he's told it's going into like, a Swiss bunker for safekeeping. But he's not told about the impending death of the planet. And then he finds out and is then um, executed in a French tunnel. Um, and then the the film goes out of its way <laughs> to explain that it's the same tunnel where Diana died. <laughs> 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 like, there's a right, news okay. report in the background that it mentions that, and it's, that's good. And then later on in the film, after most of the the, the bad climate shit started happening, um, and like it's what it's in Washington DC, and it's like there's a bunch of ash, and there's been an earthquake, and the president has been knocked over, and he gets up, and then as he looks over to like this big giant wall of water that's coming in the the USS John F Kennedy <laughs> rolls over on top of the white house and destroys it
2: that's pretty fantastic that's pretty that's good. good isn't that's it right. that's right <laughs> yeah <really good.
0: laughs> like it's, it's just I, I I thought that was just like see had i seen that and not had the diana bit i wouldn't have thought too much of that yeah, But, but just like, because they context... put the little Diana that was like, mm, this film's trying to tell me something. This has activated someone at some point. <laughs>
2: <laughs> do you think it was the activation phrase for Extinction Rebellion?
0: <laughs> oh, who knows. Um, but yeah, that, that's an incredibly dumb film, and at one point you do actually see the Queen um, along with all the other billionaires, and, like, the the moral saving point of the entire arc project is that um, the someone convinces the guy that's now acting US president to open the doors and let the Chinese workers join them. Oh wow. Oh thank you so much. At the last minute, at the very last fucking minute. <laughs> Can I tell you my yeah, view? Favorite... Doesn't
1: the um doesn't the Russian oligarch guy that like betrays John Kusack then
0: get like crushed by the door or something? Uh no, he falls off the, the, the little ramp, but Oh, and they, something like that like.
3: oh and they do that one of my favourite things uh, uh, which they also do in that movie is like some they have like one of these dramatic falls uh, when they're roped up for like with like climbing ropes and then one guy uh-huh. cuts himself or like cuts the rope and like disposes of himself which is always
0: fucking nice. oh that's is- that's, yeah, you're back to Day After Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, movie. yeah, that's day, yeah. day of Tomorrow.
3: I, because that's one of my very favourite things, uh, because it's also in, in Vertical Limit, which is one of my favourite films. Um, but my other favourite thing about, what is it, again, about Day After Tomorrow, is that uh, right at, at the end, when the whoever the new president is at that point... Um, they like apologize for not doing better, but they do oh, it Oh yeah they do it on the weather channel, which is just so fucking amazing.
0: <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yes. <laughs> that is a
2: very nice
0: touch. Fucking amazing. Oh yeah, that's some properly like self-apologising, like just out there, we are now going to read the liberal message to you. Yeah, fuck's sake. Um
1: I think I remember Vertical Limit as well. That was quite a good film. It's Such a bad movie, man! It's hilarious, but
3: it's incredibly <laughs> bad.
1: <laughs> I tell you what else is—I tell you what else is an incredible, like, film about mountain climbing. Cliffhanger.
3: Cliff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cliffhanger's fucking great. <laughs>
1: Where well, it next. Episode, Stallone, maybe, ha- well, Stallone has to fight the dad from Third Rock from the <laughs> Sun. <laughs> and also, he literally uh,
3: punches his way up a frozen waterfall, which is fucking incredible as well. Like he just punches through the ice yeah. and just keeps on on tracking. That's a great movie.
1: Oh, Isn't there a guy um, from Stenders in that as
0: well. Uh, I think so. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: Where was that? Where we're, 2012 is still something we're talking about. Um, John, Cusack, it, we said John Cusack. John Cusack. John <laughs> Cusack should be replaced in every single thing that he does with James Spader. <laughs> Yeah, mm, like they're basically yeah. the same guy. It's just James Spader has a more menacing delivery in literally everything that he says. So it would just make all of them better.
1: James Spader Regardless is of the just role. horny. John Cusack, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm <laughs> saying a lot. Isn't John Cusack quite fucking horny as is?
1: Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I don't think compared to James Spader, who gives the impression that he's definitely fucking everyone and everything, like in every yeah. film he's ever been in. Yeah. Oh. God. Yeah, I'll That's... I'll stay behind on the alien planet with this like young woman at the end of stargate. You just you
2: just go home. I'll do some science while I'm out here.
1: It's like, all right. Sure you will. Just whip it out. Jesus, why not?
2: Oh. Big anthropologist, me. very into the study of human beings. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh. Um right. Shall we talk about the Tomorrow War?
3: yes i go on i've not seen this piece of shit. right is this where they uh, yeah. have to fight
0: the skeletons uh no aliens, skeletons would have been funnier it's aliens yeah um right I'll, I'll give you i've got a kind of synopsis here um right. I've got okay. a long synopsis but obviously i'm assuming that none of you watched it and i'm nope. assuming that no one listening cares to watch it either um <laughs> well, so, i remember yes. looking at Spotless. it, and thinking
2: it... I remember looking at it thinking it looked like a total piece of shit. So I'm actually a little interested to see whether that stands up or not. As as a film, I I
1: haven't seen it, but I guarantee you it was a total piece of shit. Like it it just—it has
2: has
3: Chris Pratt in it, so you know it's a piece of shit. That's guaranteed.
0: As a film, it was largely fine, Um, like really kind of maybe pushing fine a little bit there, but like the acting was absolutely the worst part of it, second only to the confused messaging. So. My favorite, my favorite thing about it is that it
1: had the guy from the. Uh, I think you should leave "Baby of the Year" sketch in it.
3: <laughs> or what?
1: Have you not seen that? No, no, Jamie. we're, we're staring I, at you blankly. I think you should leave on Netflix. It's a sketch show. oh um, Okay. Well, the guy that the guy that hosts the Baby of the Year <laughs> awards is one of the future soldiers. Oh right, which okay. which was doubly funny because there's a sketch later in that where it's like um, Christmas Carol, except that same guy comes back in time from the future to tell Scrooge he has to fight skeletons that are taking over the world, <laughs> which is like very similar to the plot of the
2: Tomorrow War, as I understand <laughs> it. You know, yeah. I was just thinking as, as you were going on there, Jamie. I'm like, is Jamie doing an entire D2 a bit to give us the actual background underpin underpinning. To appreciate the joke he made earlier, that I yes, didn't, yeah, yes, no, he is, he
0: absolutely is. Yeah. Oh fuck! That's up.
1: exactly what I'm doing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> right. So, the Tomorrow War is a film designed to inspire Boomers to work towards meaningful actions on climate change, but in reality, it's a heavy-handed and confused piece of shit that can't make up its mind about anything it's trying to do. Right, but so do they the film, find out who will be the baby of the year? They do not. <laughs> it is not addressed once in the film. One star. Do the shopping. aliens?
2: Do the aliens have skeletons?
0: <laughs> Unclear.
2: Because if they have skeletons, you could so argue that he's having to fight off skeletons, right? Uh, possibly. This is, this is true. This is, is true.
1: Is a Skeleton. Technically, technically, technically every war, name, isn't it? every war is a skeleton
2: war. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here on the pod Facts. We cannot
3: wait
0: for the final skeleton war. Right. Okay. it's so, a pro Necromancer
3: podcast.
0: So, so the film starts. with Yeah, Chris we Pratt. love Tony Blair. <laughs> <laughs> he,
2: how dare you? He's a warlock. Get it right.
0: Oh. right. So, the film starts with Chris Pratt, who's an ex-military guy um, living a modest life with his wife and daughter, working as a high school oh,
1: teacher. Of he fucking is. He, but he really he's obviously
0: is. miserable about it is because. It? And um, then there's it the turn opens... out later
1: on that he was secretly in the branch of special forces that fights future skeletons? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Again, unclear. Um, in, the, in the opening sequence, he's waiting for word back on like, a new job that's got some research fucking based job because he's also a scientist or chemical engineer or some fucking shit. I don't know. So he's a um, scientist.
3: Uh, he's a scientistician and a Green Beret and uh, a teacher or something. That's a bit fucking crazy. yes, a yes. Guy with a busy um,
2: did he stop? Did he stop? Yes. Um, in, in between starting like his his military career, did he did he finish like at the academy and then go like and set the the test to be like a uh, Accountant is that a thing that happened in between? Uh, No,
0: no, that that's again also not mentioned. Um, But he's waiting on her back in this job, and he gets it, and well, he doesn't get the job. He gets the phone call, um, and it's gone to someone else, and they make quite clear that it's gone to someone who's like just out of a really good university, and they really hint that it's like someone like younger or more agile or whatever kind of fucking bullshit. Um, Mm -hmm. So he goes back and the house, a fucking gymnast. Yes, yes, exactly. I, 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 Professor Gymnast. Professor <laughs> Gymnast. Professor
3: Gymnasty.
0: All right. <laughs> oh, so he goes away back into his house um, and then he sits down with his wife and his daughter to watch the World Cup. For whatever reason, it's the World Cup that's on. Um, and then a bunch of armoured people walk out of a portal. And seamlessly sink into like the PA system and all the broadcast systems, and tell everyone immediately <laughs> the there's a war that's going to happen in the um, in the future against alien invaders or skeletons. Um, <laughs> and they they need the help of people from the past to go like thirty years, I think it's thirty years into the future and fight it because they're running out of people.
3: Okay, but. Mm-hmm. Are we sure that this could,
0: was, this wasn't just
3: like the, the the guys at FIFA? If they're
1: using if they're using time travel, can they not just like give us like lasers or some no. shit, and then in thirty years' time we well, have
0: even better lasers to shoot the aliens with? <laughs> well, yes and no. They could give us lasers, but the way that the time travel in this works is it's um it's like the kind of branching reality thing. So, like whatever you go back and change in the past won't actually affect your future.
3: Right. Oh, because it splits off and creates a new reality.
0: Yeah, yeah, d- yeah, different timeline type thing. Yeah. Um, okay, but
1: I've seen Back to the Future too, and if then they then go forwards, having altered the timeline, they go back to the wrong timeline where Biff's in charge of <laughs> Sunnyvale.
0: Yeah, different. It's, it's a different cinematic universe we're operating in here. You'll note that there were no skeletons in the future,
1: <laughs> Well there were. I mean, as we as previously discussed, everyone is secretly a skeleton. Technically, we're just we like technically the human body is yeah. just a Dalek for skeletons. <laughs> yeah.
3: The, uh, when you really um, think about yeah. it, the, we don't want to alarm you, oper- listener, but you too are a skeleton.
2: Mm. Indeed, and the uh, the stunt operator um, who chases Marty McFly on a hoverboard <laughs> actually broke her actual real skeleton in that whole section when oh, she legal. slammed into the side of a building. So, like, yeah if it had been no skeleton she wouldn't have broken it so fair enough i I will
0: consider myself seen off about skeletons um but yeah so at this point the the message that it's trying to obviously push is that if only the people of now could do something to help their kids in the future because like the future soldiers are very ah but we we're all your children and we will be you know fucking dealing with us so you should help now or does he meet his kids
1: in the future
0: yeah that 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 does come up. So the Fucking film flashes forward honestly, a little like. bit. Yeah. It forward it flashes forward and it's kind of just this meandering little things have been happening type deal. Like it shows you a bunch of shit in the news like the boring way of te- uh, telling a story. Um and it does some like young people are so depressed type shit because like there's no point and the future's basically set and everything's fucked. You know like millennials basically are. Um mm-hmm. And it also does some kind of like respect the troops type shit, because his wife is a. Isn't he a troop as well? Well, he's an ex troop, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. But um, his wife is what like a kind of mental health support worker for troops, oh. dealing with like PTSD and stuff. Sad troops. Um, yes, yes, and like a lot of the work that she's doing, it's shown as people who have been to the future and come back, because there's been like a, a global draft. And people who the, are eligible get sent forward in time to help, and then backwards. The
2: the, the worst part about if Americans survive, invading yeah. your future is how they'll come back and thirty years before the war make a sad documentary of how sad it is <laughs> <be laughs> to fight the future war. Why why don't they just bring everyone? If there's only like oh there's
1: only a handful of like humanity left like to, to defend against, why not just bring all of those people back in time thirty years and just live your lives, and then like you know in twenty nine years time just go back again.
3: You just have
0: yes. fun with it. Yes. This isn't a good movie. Like, do not <laughs> do not remotely mistake this for a well written film. Um but eligibility, um, and whether or not you can be sent forward is based on whether or not you're already dead at that point because two versions of yourself can't exist in the same timeline because we need to throw more fucking rules on their stupid way of doing time travel. Um You
2: can't see me but I'm making a massive jerk off motion the longer this is going carry on.
0: Yep. So it turns out that Chris Pratt is eligible, so he gets given like some daft wee armband thing that's necessary for both sending him to and returning him from the future. Hold on, though.
1: I'm sure I heard someone say that in this, if you refuse to be drafted, they take Uh someone from your family? Yes. So what if someone from your family exists in the future and they can't go? They take one Um, of your neighbours or pets or something.
0: (laughs) I I'm I think they just jail you forever. I think you're just sent to forever jail, which is also technically a kind of time travel. Um. So yeah, he gets this fucking armband that he's not allowed to take off, uh, and his wife starts freaking out and asks him to go to the one person who might be able to help him, which is his estranged Vietnam vet dad, J.K. Oh, for Simmons. Fuck's sake, like. Yes. Yes. J.K. Simmons, who lives in a fucking aircraft hangar. J.K. Simmons, reason. I'm
3: so disappointed, because that man's been in some fucking great movies. And now he's doing this, yeah. and that's just... yeah. I'm I'll
0: be honest, he's at his best when he wants pictures of Spider-Man.
2: <laughs> yeah. True.
0: This is this is I a mean, severe step down from that. Um, he didn't, wasn't he, he also
2: in Portal 2, if I recall correctly?
0: Yes, yes he was. Yeah, He yeah. was yeah. Cave Johnson. See, like, nothing,
2: um, if,
4: if
1: that's a
2: point as far as I'm concerned.
1: If I was going to go back in time... Mm-hmm. Because I had to fight skeletons in the future,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I wouldn't. I wouldn't fuck around with like the American military from thirty years before. I'd just go back to the Middle Ages and get like a phalanx full of plague or something. Do you know what I mean? See how the fucking the skeletons deal with that, or a pirate galleon. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Fucking mm. grape shot would just absolutely fucking like wreck their shit. Not grape I, I shot. What's other no, one? Chain shot. That's the one I meant. Right. They're not normal skeletons. The They're
0: alien skeletons.
1: I I have only ever played ten minutes of the first Assassin's Creed.
0: Oh man, you should. You should play um, Black Black.
1: When I when I when I assassinated the first guy and then had to like kneel over his corpse while he delivered his like final words for twenty minutes, I got bored and turned it off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. So when Chris Pratt goes to meet J.K. Simmons, it's established that like J.K. Simmons isn't allowed to see his granddaughter because he's a shithead or whatever, and there's a bunch of like, Gen X slash Boomer tension. Um, and they can't have a conversation lasting more than the time or even up to the time that it would take to get the armband off so Chris Pratt tells him to fuck off and there's some like snowflake children does, bullshit said does J.K. And...
1: Simmons then turn up later in the future to save Chris Pratt uh, t-
0: technically yes but not in the way that you think um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> does he uh, teach
1: him how to drum this shit This shit is no. painted by numbers like isn't it
0: uh, yeah, yeah, it is a bit. Um, so that that whole scene's like this kind of weird character study of like why your parents are so fucked up for the younger viewer, but like to the boomer, I assume it's supposed to be some sort of endearing. Yes, that is what it used to be like. Type shit. Um, but anyway. Do you know
1: what it reminds me of? Um, Die Hard Five.
0: Oh. That's a film that doesn't exist. No, that doesn't.
1: Remember, remember, in, remember in Die Hard, right? This will, this will be relevant in a, in a, a few short moments. Remember in Die Hard. <laughs> Where like he cuts his feet to ribbons, like running across the broken glass, Uh and then sits in the fucking bog, picking the glass out and crying to his mate on the radio about how he hopes he's like, how he has to tell his wife he's sorry and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Fast forward to Die Hard Five, where him and his son, who's now in the CIA in Moscow, because they jump out of a fucking (laughs) window and like hurt, and his son's like fucking nursing a sore head, and he gives him a proper boomer talk, talking to about, oh, are you gonna cry? And it's like, I'm sorry, just, just fucking Bruce Willis not remember the previous films in in this like fucking franchise no he has dementia he shouldn't have been let out of the home (laughs) yeah I mean the fucking Die Hard's just Jesus Christ like did that did that franchise ever take a nose diving quality like I never thought we'd see the day where they made sequels so bad that we would reassess Die Hard 2 as actually
2: being quite good (laughs) because I remember when Die Hard 2 came out and everyone went well that's just shit you know what I mean the only good thing to come out with Die Hard 2 was a pretty good game on the original PlayStation where you got to like shoot a bunch of people in the Die Hard kind of airport kind of setting. What, Call of Duty? <laughs> Aye, close enough. Why not?
1: Yeah. Anyway, um, so... Die Hard 3 was really good,
3: though. Die Hard 3 is great. Jeremy Irons is fucking amazing in that.
0: Everyone's yeah. good in that. It's such anyway. a good film. So... Chris Pratt can't get the armband off, so he has to go fight in the skeleton war. Okay. Right, right. He turns up at the boot camp and there's some really poor like heals some extra characters we had lying around, <laughs> shit to attach to him for comedy purposes.
2: Right, um okay. and
0: then the Tom Clancy's Future Warriors explain what the aliens are like a bit and how the time travel st- stuff works, and obviously that's really dumb, but whatever. Um, but then all of a sudden they get activated and get catapulted into the future without any real training because something went fucking wrong with a time travel device or whatever and they end up appearing hundreds of meters above San Francisco and loads of them die except some don't because they land in a pool right yeah um, this seems like a very
3: poorly thought out scheme if you need to get soldiers to the future that you're teleporting them like 500 feet above the deck onto
0: concrete. Well, it's not supposed to do that. Okay. Did, it's supposed did it to be a couple like, of meters sorry, above right, the ground. Just, who wrote this <laughs> film and were their initials JJ? <laughs>
2: yeah, right? <'Cause, laughs> here's a figure Why put the fucking things on their arms until it's time to send them into the future? I don't like, know. Like, it's obviously... right. Obviously, what's going on here, right, to my mind, is, you know... Forcing people to wear an armband to signify their status, right? That's a lot like shit. it's a lot like making people be vaccinated, isn't it?
0: They wear it on the forearm. It's okay. It's on the forearm. It's fine. Right, so okay, it's just
1: a watch then?
0: Yeah, it's a very large Fitbit. So it's, yeah, the, so this is this is a, a
1: remake of uh, Dick Tracy, is what you're telling me.
0: Oh, I will it. defer to your knowledge on that. Um, right. Okay. So, God, so this, yeah. the live
1: action Dick Tracy was good. I remember really liking that.
2: Okay, is there so, an argument that it was a climate film?
1: Uh, a no, climate no. of fear, possibly, <laughs> because of all <laughs> the yeah, because okay. of all the out of control gangsters with like comedy oh, gimmicks,
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and only Jesus. one
1: man is brave enough to like clean up the streets, you know, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, no, that doesn't count. Um, Which reminds me, so. I also watched
1: Dread yesterday.
0: No, well, that's and, a good film.
1: Like, nukes, nukes are kind of a, a climate disaster, aren't they? Apparently, so like um, they cause them. Yeah, so yeah. there you go. That that counts. It's the same as neutrinos, really. When yeah. you think about it, nukes definitely contain neutrinos. And and there's a climate of fear within Mega City One, and only one man in an ostentatious crash helmet can, like, <laughs> you know what I mean, bring justice are to the saying,
2: streets. Are you saying that dread is basically, when you really think about it, just. Uh, uh, a, a very like edgy Dick Tracy, is that it? Yeah, that is that is what I'm saying. Yeah, checks out.
0: Yeah, it do be like that. Yeah. Um, so the reason that Chris Pratt's been sent into the future is to do like a search and rescue operation, and they do do the mission. And everyone's dead, but they take all the research stuff that they're told to, and then they return to future base camp, where Chris Pratt discovers that his daughter, now grown up, is in charge of everything. But, who's, then but who's, who were they supposed to be rescuing? Some research team. Okay.
2: So hang on, wait a minute, he comes back far later than when he left?
0: No, 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 no. he hasn't come back, he's went back to future base camp, not future yeah. base camp. Ah, he went, right, he went okay.
2: back
1: in space, not in time, which reminds yes. me actually, in the fucking Daleks Invasion Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Peter Cushion explains the TARDIS being bigger on the inside by, and I, I I quote directly, I think, just as time is considered the fourth dimension, space is considered the fifth dimension.
0: Oh, wow. Excellent. Oh, that is good. I like
1: that. It's, it's fucking great, isn't it? That's exactly how I would explain a magic
2: phone box to Bernard Cribbins, just to get him to shut up. Do you know what I mean? Just oh, as time hell. was considered the fourth dimension, space is considered the fifth dimension, and just as space is considered the fifth dimension, time is considered the sixth dimension. Does it just keep going in cycles, <laughs> right?
0: No, eventually you get to four balls on a cliff. Yeah, <laughs> the TARDIS works the same way. Yes, exactly. So yeah, he meets his um, his daughter, who is like obviously imagine grown up five big chips on a night. plate. <laughs> <laughs>
4: fucking
0: hell! Tory Dims dinners work the same way. The same yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> so he meets his daughter and um like she's in charge of everything so there's a bunch of like oh if only you would understand your children type shit because obviously he's been dead for a while with Courtney Hart and you know he's just fucking better again because he's just came from the past. To this point, right, the film isn't doing too badly. Not with like right. the execution or the acting or anything really other than specifically the whole, this is a message for boomers about climate change and your children's future. Right, okay. But it's also about the point that it starts derailing and we are about a third of the way into the film.
4: Oh God, Jeez. I was really uh, hoping we were a bit further uh, along with it. Man.
0: It's fine though. How long I, is this I, film? I, uh, it's over two hours.
1: I, I blame Lord of the Rings for this shit. <laughs> Remember like, I like Peter Jackson no. did, like the Lord of the Rings trilogy and then suddenly Bad Boys 2 was three hours long. No, it's not. It's not that. It's not. It is.
2: It's Peter Jackson's fault. It's really no. I'm not sorry. It's just like like how Sam Raimi
1: Sam Raimi is to blame for like every superhero film being like a really sad affair about how terrible it is to have superpowers. Do you know what I mean? Because he did like Spider Man, and then immediately (laughs) after that, everything was about how Batman finds it really depressing to like go into an alley every night and punch like ill people. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) And it's like you know you could just not do that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh. Right, okay, so The research and the plan That the Tom Clancy's Help for Heroes Future Soldiers have to solve <laughs> The alien problem, which is obviously <laughs> climate change Is where things start to get A bit fucked up in the messaging So right. they just need to do some science See, if and this is in the future yes. If this is
1: in the future, do they call in Rainbow Seven? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, yeah so basically they've got this idea that if they can get this one thing right with science they can fix it all it's not too late so they're back to silver bullet shit as opposed to like we need to make big changes that will decimate the population
1: Is the one thing they need to get right with science like something that destroys skeletons like a fucking massive toffee hammer or something like that you know what I mean
0: um yes um,
1: I'm I'm more in favour of like films where the solution is just some like incredibly basic shit writ large You know, like Mothra's attacking a city and they just get a bunch of guys holding
0: up a giant windscreen to run at it really quickly. (laughs) Um, What if I told you it was just a poison? (sighs) That's depressing. Yeah. So, they've got a poison that they know kind of works on, like, the male skeletons, but not the female skeletons. You know, with with the breast bones, they the 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 penis bone.
1: When they deploy the poison, do, do their children turn up from 30 years in the future complaining that they've poisoned all the lakes or some shit like that now? Like?
0: <laughs> um, so, they need to capture one of the queens um, because like, there's hardly any females so they just assume it's some hive shit or whatever. Fine, okay. It doesn't do much to explain this because the aliens are all quite just like feral things. Um, there's not any obvious like, society or whatever to them. Um Oh, so God, they, they
1: how go... how awesome would it be if like aliens had a society? You know, like like I mean, like aliens, like the the fucking.
0: Uh... I refer you to every single episode of Star Trek. No, Where I mean, I mean, are... aliens... would you get a load of this no, society no, no, as I, the I, episode? I, I no, I, I, I mean, I'm with you on this, Jamie. Yeah, I mean, the absolutely. aliens,
1: like in the fucking, you know, in Aliens. And alien and so on, where like you know, yeah, they they rip the faces off like colonists and punt marines around and stuff, but then they go home and like they just sat with their feet up reading a newspaper that's just all screeches <laughs> written out.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would be good. I'd It'd be impressive that. too because we don't have eyes. Yeah, it would have been better than Prometheus anyway.
2: <laughs> I got a soft spot for Prometheus. I'll be honest. You
1: do you know what it is? I, I you just like like constantly deride, like, all the shit, like, we, we go, like, oh, yeah, we, we quite enjoyed, like, the Marvel film this week, and you go, you you children, and then, like, you just, like, some of the worst shit ever, and just go, I've got a soft
2: spot for that. So, like, hang on, so some of the worst shit ever, you're including the Lord of the Rings in that, just to be crystal clear about this.
1: The first one was all right, but... the sequels were kind of wank.
2: Man, like, audience, I leave you to judges on this one, okay? <laughs> Good, that lets me get back to this fucking
0: shit heap. Yeah, Jesus, so I was still talking about this. We are still talking about this film. It, th- there is a lot to fucking handle with this film. Um, we've, we've, David, David has we've a got to leave some, to pick with a skeleton
1: more. We've got to leave some room at the end of the pod for Rob to explain how tequila is a, is a climate a t- catastrophe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I mean, if you drink enough of it, you'll cause one. Ugh. So they need to capture a queen alien so they do that and then they take it to an oil rig which is, is, it, is where they is do all the Is it the oil the rig from
1: Face Off with
0: the giant shoes? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking wish. Um, I, I, I don't know. I can't remember exactly what that oil rig looks like but I doubt it's the same one. Um, like they've got an oil rig set up but they've also built a wall around the oil rig.
1: What? They have
3: a Yeah, pole? yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Yes, they have a wall around the oil rig, yes. Uh, uh, and also there's a cruise ship there for some reason. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's like the, the wall, last random right, civilization the type thing. The cruise ship's where all the, the, cru- the, the, wall- the bricklayers live. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, so let me just say, is, is, the wall, is the wall holding back the ocean?
0: I know there's a gate as well. Is the, the cruise a ship in inside or outside the wall? Um, both depending on the part of the film.
2: Could... Uh, Ow, my brain!
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: no, I'm like struggling to picture <laughs> this one too. Actually, you see, so you see what the been, problem been... yeah
1: the problem here is that like CGI. Basically, if you didn't have yeah. CGI, you wouldn't be able, to, like, you wouldn't be able to realistically make that look not like as stupid as it sounds, and you wouldn't ah, bother. You'd, ah. you'd write a proper film.
0: What? No, no. What if they just used a matte painting? Would you respect that, it then? I would, yeah, because yeah. Like, you know some some
1: artistry <laughs> went into that. I'm gonna get fucking I'm gonna get DM by people who do like CGI for a living now. honestly. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Yes. Oh, um... it did
1: strike it did strike me watching the uh, like the Daleks films though. that <laughs> the the Dalek command room looks much more like a real space because they had to build it on the cheap. Than like when you mm. watch some modern film and they've just got this grand fucking cathedral mm. that you've imagined, like you know, yeah. it's like Sherlock's Mind Palace rendered in fucking 3D <laughs> Studio Max like, or some shit. It's versus like, you know, we place- had 27
2: quid and some like lu roll middles to put this together with. We <laughs> yeah, hope it's you like, like- tinfoil. limits inspire creativity and it's like creating spaces that you can actually see someone using as opposed to something that's just impressive because you're you know the mind is freed from the constraints of all earthly requirements it's like what what we're saying is disney have too much fucking money they (laughs) They do do. and also can i can i tell you my favorite ever thing in a video game like around the production of a video game is there is a uh, a video game called far cry free blood dragon right? right which is the premise for it is that it's the year 2007, it is the future, and it was released in something like, I don't know, 2014 or something like that, right? Um, <laughs> they what, they did, <laughs> what what hunt down
3: Sebastian Gorka.
2: What they did for the design of the enemy cyborg robots is they got the, the art crew together and gave them a budget of $200 and said, go make us actual physical costumes for these things. And they're like, what? Like, yeah, $200, make future cyborgs in an 80s style use all the thrift stores you like, go. And so they they built fucking 80s-style janky costumes, much in like a Doctor Who kind of set kind of way, and then modelled that in-game, and it fucking works. It's mm. brilliant. So I'm just saying, like, you know, um, take some of the money off of Jeff Bezos so Amazon can stop spunking up the wall on this stupid shit, basically.
0: Yeah, revoke his return tickets. Um, so... <laughs> They capture this queen, and the reason they need to take it back to do more research on it is because they've got a poison that is effective against the males but not the females. So they need like one that works on both of them so that they can kill them all in one go because they've, they're doing a silver bullet climate change solution. Is, thing is the
1: poison is the poison
0: men's rights? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this film would never dare to say anything like that. Um, it's just chemicals. So, they eventually find a working one through lots of hard work between the younger and the older generation working together. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. Hi. I've returned from the future with a dire warning. The discussion of this film goes on forever and is not very interesting beyond this point. So what we've decided to do is just bin it because we were all too obsessed with the fucking cruise ship that didn't do anything. And I'm going to give you the Cliff Notes version of the final act. So the aliens invade the oil rig. Chris Pratt escapes to the past with poison that will kill them all. They get back in time and figure out from a Chinese volcano that the aliens are on a UFO in Russia, buried under the permafrost. But the government can't help them go there because there's riots at the border and in London, weirdly so he gets his vietnam dad to get his vietnam plane and fly them over vietnam russia and they parachute in vietnam style and they fuck up all the aliens on the spaceship where they were being carried as cargo as if they would be in a much much better film you might be thinking of and the queen escapes across the tundra and they all have to chase after her and like kick her the fuck and then they all live happily ever after safe in the knowledge the boomers help save the world because that's what they do so with that mercifully out of the way i'll return you to the rest of the episode enjoy
2: I think that's probably where we arrive at with these climate films, isn't it? They're all fucking nonsensical. None of them have any actual relation to material conditions of our depressing future.
0: Well, yeah, they, they can't because like every single one of them has to deal with the thing happening. And like you know, it's not going to happen like that. It's not going to come on so suddenly you would go, Ah, oh shit. If you wanted to do a proper climate film, what you would really do is just do threads again, but not have the bombs drop. Just have things get progressively shittier as time goes on.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much.
0: Yeah. I tell you what you wouldn't do. You wouldn't do Gerard Butler's Geostorm. <laughs> I have heard of this. Tell me more. So to combat climate change, Gerald Butler, the scientist Does a
1: bu- does he does he do a bunch of hate crimes? <laughs> <laughs> or is this or is this not part of Gerard Butler's Tony Race War cinematic universe? <laughs>
0: He, um, he is a scientist who builds a space station that helps control the weather that is then used to do a series of bad terrorisms, funnily enough, against all places which are outside the US, as far as I can remember, at least in the start. So in effect, yes, he does facilitate hate crimes in this. Yeah. Yeah. So Stand- like,
1: standard practice for a minute, really.
0: Yeah, so like something goes wrong with the space station and it freezes a village in Afghanistan. And like everyone's just flash frozen, and then it like sets fire to the air in Hong Kong or some shit. Um, yeah, just just dumb shit like that, and then Gerard Butler has to go to the space station to save the day from. Oh, is this the, the one terrorists. where everyone, everyone says like, he's it,
1: trying to fuck his daughter? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. Every yeah. line of dialogue between him and his daughter is written. Dialogue between him and his wife, and at some point, they decided actually this would play better if it was your daughter, not your wife, and these like scenes and interactions. But then they just didn't change any of the fucking dialogue, and it's extremely fucking creepy. Gerard Butler is Giles Corrin <laughs> in Jeter's <Jesus Thorn.
3: laughs> we Well, That's go. <laughs> getting
0: cut. <laughs> oh. now, if you told me that Giles Corrin had written that dialogue, I would believe you.
2: <laughs> I mean, he did write, this is for Giles Corrin who wrote that Guardian article about how sexy it was. Um, to go, on a, on, a yeah, yeah, on a date. No, 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 with on, his, a, on a holiday. It, it, it was the Times or something on it. Week long tropical yeah. holiday. It was,
3: it was. an article in the Times in 2015, and anyway, yeah. about how it was the it.
1: sexiest holidays yeah, ever yeah, had yeah. Yeah.
0: with his three-year-old daughter. Yeah. Giles,
1: <laughs> do not pass go. Do not collect oh. two hundred pounds.
0: <laughs> yeah, what a what an odd output for a grown-ass man to write in a national fucking publication and have no consequences yeah. occur for him whatsoever. Hmm. What a fucking strange country we live in. But yeah, um yeah, Geostorm is is just absolute fucking dog shit. Um, fully do not recommend, unless you want to see a really shit performance by Jared Butler, also known as a performance by Gerard Butler. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, fuck him, prick. Um,
1: yeah, Genuinely, like, if we're talking about climates of fear, like, London Foxy. has fallen, has a, a climate of just fucking, like, barely contained
0: racism, doesn't it? Should yeah, it I, does. I've still not seen it. Should Should we do an episode on the Tony Race Wall Cinematic Universe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, let's let's do
2: that. That sounds like a fucking right. bang-up idea.
0: Okay, so look forward to that then, dear listener.
2: Hopefully on a week when our brains aren't melting from heat and or alcohol. Oh, yeah, that would be well, nice. I do, there I will be no it, such
1: weeks going forward. Yeah, it's so
3: either this that like or i be forever. Like broadcasting from a life raft as I swept away.
2: Hmm. I will say, Rob, I do appreciate you bringing yourself down to our level by getting absolutely <laughs> hammered while we're all melting.
3: <laughs> yeah, I should have put, put the bottle next to me so I could re-up during the fucking episode, but... Uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah, it yeah. would have been much, much, much better if you'd been just swigging from the fucking bottle as we went there. <laughs> <wouldn't it? laughs> and another thing, it's not
2: swamp German.
1: Well, I'm just absolutely like just slurring
0: words about like Platon styles, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Oh right. Well, I think should we should we wrap it up there? Yeah, um, let's, um, let's I, it up. I can only apologise for the the heat madness and the, the the sluggishness throughout the episode from all of us. Um, we will be back in um, the bonus, actually. We'll be back in the bonus, which will be yeah. released this Tuesday, the uh, uh, fucking, uh, 27th. 27th. Yeah. Tuesday, the 27th, we will have that out. And it will be with Geraint or Wario Tifo of Real Politics. So look forward to that. Yeah, be alright.
2: Yep. Oh, it'll be good.
0: And if you don't hopefully, catch us, uh, the then you'll catch us the normal time next week.
2: Yeah, I'm hopeful. Hopefully we won't have to dial in an emergency um, cultural committee episode because we're all too, like, dead in the heat to do anything actually decent, so hopefully it'll all be fine, right?
0: Yes, if you weren't convinced that we are phoning it in now, now you are. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> all right,
1: and on that... Speak for uh, yourself, I
0: I did actual research <laughs> this week. <laughs> Fuck
1: me. Right, we're done. (laughs) Yes, sorry. Yeah, that's it. Cheerio. (laughs) All
2: right. Bye. Bye.
1: See ya.